Hey y'all, it's your girl at Joy Leah, and welcome to my podcast backstage with at Joy Leah. Today we have my girl Miss Cantina Bryant in the building, and we are going to be talking to her about her wonderful fashion line as well as blacks in the fashion industry. So you guys just sit back, listen, and we're gonna have a good time tonight. Hey y'all, again, welcome to my show backstage with Joy Leah. Today we have my girl, Miss Cat. Miss Cantina on the line. Now, you guys, don't get it fooled. She is not Mexican. <laughs> Just my girl. <laughs> but she will take you to Mexico. So, <laughs> Cat, how you doing today, darling? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to um, be on my little podcast here. Absolutely. I really, really, I really, really appreciate it. So, Miss Cantina Bryant has a wonderful fashion line called Demo, and she is going Demoda. I'm sorry, Demoda. And we are going to get right into her line and she's going to tell us about herself and, you know, everything about getting into that industry. Because I know we all are interested in the fashion industry and just that whole, you know, Vogue and all that stuff, you know, so (laughs) Vogue, Miss cat. Tell us about yourself. Well, as she mentioned, my name is Katina. And uh, Katina Bryant, they call me Kat. I am the owner and designer of Day Moda, which is a 100% eco-friendly clothing brand. Um, Everything is eco. Not only are the the fabrics 100% earth-friendly, the dyes are vegetable dyes, but um, the company is green as well. So we watch our carbon footprint and, you know, do the normal stuff, recycle, but we make sure we put forth the best effort possible to cause less stress on the earth. Okay. All right. And Kat, you are, I know you also are a vegan, right? I am. I am a vegan, um, even though my doctor recently told me that I needed to um, find a way to incorporate some type of uh, <laughs> some other protein and, and ease up off of um, some of the processed vegan meats and, and things. But um, one actually didn't have anything to do with the other. I'm not a vegan because my company is green and vice versa. It was completely a health choice, dietary, having problems digesting and everything um and it it just worked out best for me to cut out meat and dairy which is a vegan 
Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Okay. And then getting into the whole fashion industry, how did you get into that? Because, you know, you have your own clothing line. So... Well, I didn't start off. I actually went to school to become a doctor. So I have a few degrees and an undergrad, uh, undergraduate degrees and also a um, master's. A lot of people don't know that. Go <laughs> so, ahead, Miss 5%. <laughs> that I actually have never used except for, you know, in business, like dealing with business. Um, but I wanted to be a child psychiatrist, actually. Okay. And I was gun-ho, I like kids, and um, I wanted to somehow contribute to them, especially the ones that are kind of more at a disadvantage. And I was in grad school, and um, I had a death in my family. My father passed away, and I was in doing an internship at a, um, and working with underprivileged kids and mis- displaced kids and abused kids. And I just couldn't take it. I couldn't stop crying, like, when I would leave. <laughs> and then I said, I don't do all of this. And I sat in the car for a day. It was crazy joy. <laughs> you said, said Dude, it wasn't working for you. It was crazy. Uh, it was the, the oddest thing. So my father had passed, and I had a major effect on me. Okay. And then out of the blue, I, I was in a break room, and it came across the news that... <laughs> Princess Diana had just died, and I just started bawling, and I couldn't stop crying. Oh Lord! And, it, and one had nothing to do with the name; it was just all of the. the it was just a day. It was just one of the days. And I sat in the car, and I called my mom. Like I don't know what to do, but I can't do this. This is not it. I, you know, I mean, got, the next step was doctorate. So I was trying to be a, a PhD. Right, right. And I said, I can't do it. I said, I just, I don't know how this is a waste of, of time and money, but I, I can't go back. And so I didn't. I was already doing a um, fit modeling. I was much smaller, smaller for a guy, a designer, Wayne Van Nugent, that was based out of England. Wow. Uh, but he had a store in little five points uh, uh-huh. called Wayne Van Nuge. And I just used to be a good customer, and I used to just love his boutique and go in. And then he asked me to um, do fit modeling for him, like on the side, just nothing um, extra. It was just extra cash. Mm-hmm. So I kind of built a rapport with him, and then um, I started doing his buys and his books and his planning and his allocation. Uh-huh. Um just because he, at the time, <laughs> he was uh, short-staffed. Someone went on medical leave. Uh, his the, the person who was doing it went on, like, a, a medical leave, a pregnancy leave, actually. And um, I was just doing it, like, part-time until they came back. Okay. And I was like, I could really like this. I didn't even know that part of the fashion business existed. You okay. Know, most people don't know the corporate side of the fashion business. So... I switched gears. All right. And then I went to, I should leave this out, but I'm not. (laughs) I went to the the library and got a book on the fashion industry to look, because I was like, those are my only two talents. Like, I always sewed 
and put things together and I got best dress in high school and I've always been kind of fashion forward and edgy. Wow. And I was like, that was really my only trick in the bag was, was fashion other than, you know, going to school. So I went to school, I went to the library and got a book because we didn't have Google at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said when Princess Diana died, so I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was about 13. It's like a playbook. <laughs> That would had to be like ninety seven, right? That was that was exactly yeah. Ninety seven. So I was twenty two. Okay, yeah. No, not yet. Yeah, almost. Okay. Anyway, I was I was there old enough. But anyway, yes. So went to the library, got a book on fashion, and started looking up all of the and associating the costs of uh, like an income with a title. Okay. And I came across buyer, um, which was the most lucrative position that I could start at where I was without having to go through, you know, too many channels. So wow. I put together a resume that was completely a lie. Wow. But you you yeah. had the um the you had the credentials. I mean, they could take no, that I away. Didn't, I didn't have the credentials because I only was working for Wayne Van Nusen, which was a small brand, which was would be equivalent for working for Daymoda. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, studied and all of because it was a language barrier that I was kind of missing as a different um, with any any uh, anything that you do, you know, right. they have different wording and everything so I studied that and then I put the resume together and it was such a bomb resume I kept getting calls <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't just getting like small interviews I remember my very first interview was like with Calvin Klein I flew out in the water <laughs> wow dang Ke- who did that you did that resume I did I oh my god it. I need you to do mine <laughs> You need to go on the resumes. Nothing on the resume was legit. But it was easier back then. What did you right. So I did that, and um, but one, you know, that's my personality. Like people are shy. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I don't have that so I was my really cute uh, suit of uh, Valentino. I remember it was a light pink She didn't know she was teaching me the business. <laughs> um, 
Susan. Hey, Susan. So we <laughs> she would teach me the system, and I would just be like, you know, each company is different. The, the systems are different. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we have our own system. This is what we do. And, you know, I'm not a dummy, so I picked it up, and it became like second nature once I learned the vernacular. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just took off from there. So my the bulk of my career has been um, on the buying side. It's 100% corporate. So I was started off as a, a buyer, a um, buying manager, and then I went to the planning manager for BCBG. And then from there, I moved to um, Dallas, Texas, and was with Neiman Marcus for a while um, wow. as a buyer their gifts. And then J.C. Penney's, which is also was in Dallas, and I um, headed their children's buying division. And um, in most of these positions, I was the only African-American, mm. and I absolutely was the youngest. Wow. <laughs> I was by far the youngest in every company. And then uh, from I moved from Dallas to Vegas, and then I was buying for all of the casinos. I was the VP of merchandising for a really big company there, so I did all of the boutiques and everything. And it was one thing after another, and then I made great relationships. And on the side, when I was um, pregnant with my daughter, Day, I started doing, or while I was on maternity leave, I started doing um, novelty t-shirts made out of bamboo. So that's what started. So wow. I just started doing t-shirts, and, um, and I, I, I had great relationships because, of course, I was a senior manager in the fashion business. So I had awesome connections and um, I was able to get the brand into Macy's. <laughs> wow. From, with just t-shirts, nothing else. It was just novelty, cheeky t-shirts with like cute little sayings on them. But it was like super high quality. And um, that was a first, my first lesson. And I was still working though. And that Macy's deal went to hell because it's trial and error and <laughs> we had 364 stores at the time uh-huh. and I just wasn't prepared wow but like you said it was trial and error it was trial and error I wish I had a trial and error with a small boutique though because I kind of <laughs> flew it with amazing even though I've redeemed myself since then uh, but it was definitely um, eye-wakening because they we're in the middle of buying all of Federated. I know you don't know what that means, but like Bloomingdale's, uh, Parisians, Richie. Oh, they was buying everything at that time. Yeah, everything was separate, and then they gobbled it up. And then when they gobbled it up, they closed 117 of their stores because they had better operations with like Bloomingdale's or right. depending on what it was. And um, I had a bulk order that was canceled by Macy's that left me bankrupt. I had to file bankruptcy. I know. And it was so depressing and a normal brand wouldn't have that type of um, drawback because you're supposed to use a factor. You're supposed to have like insurance. Mm-hmm. So if somebody canceled, you'll still be okay. But I was in the middle of production and I was funding it all myself. Right. And so once they canceled, I just was kind of 
shit out of luck. Wow. That was the hardest lesson to learn. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but But that's how it started. It was your it was one of your first lessons and yep. it was a long time ago and it looks like you doing very, very well to me with the Macy's dealer and all. <laughs> degrees and something totally different you really change the trajectory of your life like totally yeah. you know that's crazy mm-hmm. you know and you know in your mid-20s like that and to go and it, and what's so crazy you didn't say that was like my dream or something I wanted to do it was more just like I didn't want to do this I'm gonna try this yep that was really I really thought I wanted to be, I mean, that's the only thing, you know how when you You said a doctor, you wanted to be, and anybody else like, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a child psychologist, that's what I wanted to do, that's all I, I was set on that, and until I started, and then I remember my, (laughs) I wanted to save all of the kids, and I was like, why Send this little girl back. I could still see her face. I was like, why would we send this little girl back to this house? Like, this makes no sense. And they would be like, well, this is what we have to do. We have to follow this rule. We got to do this. 
And I really just wanted to pack all of them up in the car and go back to my little studio apartment. (laughs) 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 And this before day, so this you like. Yeah, yeah, I was in in school, so yeah, no, this was way before day. So I was like, this is not cool. I was, like I said, like 22. Wow. It was not, um, I, I didn't know I was, one, I didn't know that I was an empath at that time. I knew I was emotional and very connected, but I didn't know that I felt everything on a very sensitive, minute yeah. level. Okay. Everything. I didn't know. You know, they, they always called me a crybaby when I was growing up. Like, <laughs> crybaby. So I was used to that, you know, I'm emotional. You're emotional. You're sensitive. Baby, them babies being harmed. And yeah. Nobody, everybody looking, just telling we got to fill out this form and send it and then we got to do this and it was just a slow wheel for me and I'll come back in the next day and check and see if the form went in and it's still in the same box like it was just crazy to me right wow so So I had to go with fashion yeah you said I had to do something different this 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 that that was gonna take you that I feel you like certain things it'd be like nah I'm not living my life like this this can't be life (laughs) I'm going it's this way. Working. Yeah. No. Yeah, especially yeah, 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 mental health and insanity. Yeah. So Some people are made for that. They're just strong. They really like, are. They no, I it really are people that are made to do that and they do it with no prop. They love it. They love it and they could go walk away with it uh, at night like they can close yep. and and I was not. I was taking it home. I was trying to... You was trying to have them kids spend the night at the house. Girl, yes. <laughs> I, was up, I was following the people. The, 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 it, was, it was bad. And then my my professor, she was like, kept me in office. She was like, Tina, you really got to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you, got you got to let it go, G. G. You got to let it go, G. You can't take it. it. We gonna have to find you something else to do, G. This thing. Like, yeah, maybe that is. Maybe it's the kids, cause you already know. Oh, this nigga lying. This grown, this grown ass nigga lying. These niggas lie. They mess with this baby. For real. <laughs> this baby ain't lying. <laughs> but no, for real, for real. Oh, some real stuff. You said that you already knew how to sew and you were already making stuff like growing up, right? Yes. Yes. So I, where did your creativity of that came? Where did that come from? Um, I have no idea. I get, that's definitely a gift. I don't, you know, try not to water it down. I used to kind of make light of it, but it's definitely a gift. Since when I was little, I used to put um, together like little fashion shows and stuff for my friends and <laughs> like dress up dress up just wouldn't dress up for me it was a serious situation okay and it, it was so serious that my mom used to hide me and my sister was talking about this the other day she used to hide her clothes in the trunk of her car to keep them from me because I would be like in her closet redoing stuff and <laughs> and if she get because my mom was the a really fashionista too so that's wow. definitely where I got the, the fashion forwardness from but she, she had to keep her stuff away from you before she need to wear it first 
before before you mess it up. (laughs) Now, mind you, I was all of 60 pounds soaking wet. (laughs) You putting on that grown, that lady clothes. I feel you, though. Look. I used to do the same thing, but I didn't put on the clothes, though. I did the shoes. You bold. You bold. I did the clothes. And it wasn't just, it was stuff that we would normally, like, laugh at people who were wearing. But people was really like, look at what Katina got on today. (laughs) Oh, my God. Got on your whole mama outfit, but you were styling. Yep. Yep. I feel you, girl. I bet you were. It was baggy. Wow. Oh, so you done changed the lady whole outfit. Yeah. You wrong. You know what? You getting a whooping. Yeah. She was over it. She was over it. Now that's wrong. Now, Kat, you done took the lady pants and done hemmed them up to your size. She done put them on, they flooding. Oh, yeah. I would have to keep my clothes in the trunk, too. Yes. You said, you're going to be too young for this, but it was... Things called twister beads, and it was this big trend. And they had it was beads that you keep buying if they were like necklaces, and you twist them and put a clamp on them. And everybody used to just wear these twister beads. And I started wearing them as belts, like putting them. In. <laughs> That's how I was cinching most of the clothes, like wearing the twister beads as belts. And they was like, "Oh my God, can you got on twister beads and belts?" <laughs> <laughs> You was you was always fashion for a stunt on the phone. You got the bracelet and the necklace. I got the belt. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was like I didn't even know they had belts. And I was like, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you could pay me. Here's <laughs> some twisted beads. Wow. <laughs> so you just you just always had that gift of creativity. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just a God given gift. And yes. I mean, with that. And what you're doing now, I mean, some things are just destined for certain people because your whole story is not like, you know, a a normal story you would hear from a person saying, oh, I know I went to fashion school. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. And you just really doing your own thing there with your your bamboo. Look, with your bamboo fabric. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Like I said, it was trial and error. Um made a lot of mistakes along the way and um, that's why I actually started, you know, I also have a um, consultant business that I do, um, RCB Consulting where I develop other designers' visions um, because we have a lot of creative, really talented, naturally talented um, designers that are I would say way more gifted than I am, more detail oriented, um, but they don't have the the, the skill set to make money off of it. Okay. I mean, to be honest, like um, because it, there's no way that to make money in this business, being an independent designer. Listen, what I say, not unless the price point. Of the, mm-hmm. if you're doing one, like if you're doing a three thousand dollar dress every time, then yes, you could be successful. Right. You know how people say, "Can you make this for me?" Okay. Right. It, that's a couple of hundred bucks, and that's a lot of time for that one item. So wholesale is literally the um, only way that you can comfortably 
live and lucratively lucratively as a um a designer like you have to have multiple streams of income anyway in any business that you do yeah um now you know to have a little some extra coming in so you can still do because i still do one-offs every now and then a wedding dress or something you know every now and then (laughs) you said if 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 it's the price is right (laughs) The prices, because it has to be something significant, right? Um, like I, I, I did a suit for an NFL player not too long ago, you know. But I was just one suit, but it, you know, it was definitely worth doing it, right? For, for him, um, and doing the things like that because it makes sense monetarily. Okay, okay. Like I can't, I can't. People always say to me stuff like, "Make this part, make this part." I was like, "Girl, what?" <laughs> It has to be significant. That makes sense, Kat. I mean, and actually, for you to be able to pick and choose like that. That's a blessing. Hallelujah. Because you said, girl, I ain't making making your birthday dress for the... (laughs) You said, I'm not... I'm not even in the retirement state, and I did everything... Daymoto running in the background by itself and uh-huh. like, okay, I can take on, you know, do little things. Cause I really do love um, to sew and make garments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to make sense financially. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> sorry. No, that so makes sense. That makes 100% sense. Consulting, Cause a lot of people, they, I mean, uh, they don't know that. In, and I've been very fortunate. That's all I know. Actually, that my entire career was at the corporate level of um, in fashion houses, right? Significant, significant fashion houses too. So, I've been really fortunate in that, and I know it, it could be costly, and you can waste a lot of money and time trying to do it, uh, go about it yourself, not knowing. So, I try to pass that along to to my clients. Okay. At a very, very low rate. I, I, I try not to. If I could do it for free, I really would, you know, not charge them because um, <clears throat> it's just knowledge that I'm passing on for the most part. Mm-hmm. But um, in some cases, I do have to design and execute um, other things like tech packs and patterns and things like that that are more time. <laughs> They waste a lot of time. Yeah, they're time consuming. It sounds. So I have to, uh, you know, have some type of compensation for that. But I, I love that part of the business too, um, the a retail consultant, because I like to see other people flourish. Right. It's enough room. It's not enough. It, it will never be a conflict of interest. Okay. Because that's always the first question that someone has. Like, I want to do a clothing or women's line too, and I want to. You know, with t-shirts or whatever, and it's just not a conflict of interest. It'll never be a conflict of wow. interest because it's room. It's room. Wow, that's so well, interesting that you said that. And what you do is for you, right? <laughs> and and I've had clients that are more successful that have been more successful based off of things that I've designed, <coughs> and that, that was for them. Right. <laughs> right. So, Kat, I will ask, um, what do you think about, you know, because you already said your business is kind of, you know, it, you do wholesale. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about, like, 
you know, the chick, and I wouldn't even say the chick, but you know, the chick that got her own little boutique, I would say online, not designing. Is there a big difference in actually just having your own boutique and just selling fashions from, you know, different websites than actually being like you and coming up with the design and being creative? Is there, you know, is yeah, there? A okay. There's definitely a big difference. And you know what? I used to get offended. And this is just full disclosure. Like, you know, we folks, so I'm keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> I did used to get offended because, um, especially with social media, and it's very competitive in the boutique business. And I used to get offended when people would refer to Daymoda as a boutique because. We're not, it's a brand because I develop everything from beginning to the end from okay. the color of thread that you see in the, in the, the merchandise, the, the placement of each button is, is very detail oriented. You are. And it was being, and it was being watered down by the boutiques. Right. But, um, it's still a fashion house. It, it's still, it's still, yeah, exactly. And that's, um, and they have whatever a gift to for fashion, the eye to pick different things, yeah. to sell it, whatever they are doing. I mean, it's it's no different from what Macy's is doing, what Bloomingdale's is doing. Everything doesn't have Bloomingdale's in the tag, right. you know. They're buying other brands and they're selling them to them. Right. So it's so you you just have to respect the hustle. And um, I have clients who are just boutiques like they're not a brand but they don't necessarily because one with those type of boutiques either you have to be very popular to make money very popular right because you are buying it and sell have to sell it at wholesale yeah exactly and so with having a brand it's a, a separate it's another step in the middle so it's from from me to wholesale, so I sell in bulk to Nordstrom's, to Zulily, um, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and then I sell e-commerce direct to customers um, at the at retail. Okay. So, and then for boutiques, they are only getting it one way. You know, so, and then that's, their margin is a lot lower. Their profitability is a lot lower than the a brand who is selling it directly. Um, that's why I say you have to be extremely popular. Like, the, if they have a lot of followers or they have, a, you know, the content to right. keep it. Because they would have to sell about 20 to 25 items to my one item. Wow. To make it. To make, because because you're doing it at a totally different level, like you said, because you already getting right. your because profit, the prop, like yeah. how you explained it. And I'm not, I don't know the vernacular like that, y'all. I'm just learning, just like y'all on this call right here. I promise you, I am. But it just seemed like how you explaining, like from how the material it. I know it's not the word that you said, but this is how my mind is going. How you're purchasing it 
and the pricing that you're getting it and with the designs that you're making because it's branded and you know the people that you know and everything that you know, it's much of a better wholesale profit for you than somebody that got to go in and purchase other people's stuff at the price yeah, that their well, stuff is. Not that I know the people. Of the, it, it's cheaper because I'm developing it right. from the beginning to the end. So um, where I am, for instance, if I had a T-shirt, um, an average, and I'm going to take myself out of the equation because my, my price point's a little higher because I'm eco-friendly and right. bamboo and, and the cottons, and they're just a little bit more pricier. Um, but if I, anybody else, if I was a designer and I designed one t-shirt okay. and I sit and I produce that one t-shirt, I can produce that one t-shirt for $5. That one, the, the, the one t-shirt, I can have a, a bulk production of that one t-shirt made for $5 each. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I can have 100 t-shirts at $5 cost to me. I would put it at wholesale because you got to do at least two times markup. So I would do, I usually do three, but <laughs> I would do wholesale of $15. Um, yeah. Of $15 for that, for that particular t-shirt and do a suggested retail price. Cause when I sell it at wholesale, you can just suggest the price. Right. That they sell it at really they can sell it for whatever they like twenty five dollars whatever they want to sell it at yeah and that's usually what they'll do twenty five dollars but somebody but a lot of people don't necessarily get it for that price that you're basically saying like they normally well, that's because they're not producing it they're buying it at wholesale so if you buy it so you saw what I did so I produced it. Right. And I'm able to produce them for five dollars each, and then sell them at wholesale at fifteen dollars each. So I'm selling them at fifteen. So the boutiques they automatically start at the fifteen dollars. I sell the boutiques. Wow, I, I got it now. I sell I sell the online boutiques. Right. So and so and I sell it to them at the wholesale price. So at the fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, or whatever. They resell it for twenty five. They will resell it for twenty five. Or or twenty nine. Or twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, whatever price they choose to sell that particular T shirt. Now that that so, now that makes sense. So that's why I was saying it would take them longer. Um I said twenty items, it's probably not ten, probably ten. But 10 still Yeah. When you're doing it like that and you don't have the um you, I would say it's the manpower and everything that you put into it, like how you put into it. Yeah. It's just if you have the resources and also the, well, resources both ways, the contacts and also the the money, it's just better to do it, to to develop your own brand. Wow. Um, it's, it's more work, but it's just, it's a better outcome um, financially. Because again, you know, I just gave you the one. Yes. So if, I, if I'm selling, I gave you one example off of a T-shirt, and that was, you know, a moderately. That's the opening price point. So 
say if I did designer um, shoes, if I did uh, leather shoes, which I produced um, Italian or really high-end um, footwear, I started to say the brand, but I'm not sure she want me to do that. Anyway, <laughs> for, uh, for a lady, and she retails the shoe. Her, her average shoe is about 300. They're nice Italian shoes. Okay. But the average the average cost of a pair of shoes for her is about three hundred to three fifty. Mm-hmm. Um and produces those shoes for about forty five dollars a pair. Wow. And that so beautiful it, Italian leather. And a beautiful but she's doing it in bulk. Right, so right. She's spending right. the money up front Twenty thousand or whatever. A thousand, yeah, getting a thousand pairs. So that's what I'm saying. If you get, if you have it, enough resources, then it's better. It'll be better finding. It's just like uh, the uh, stock market. Like you know what I mean? If right. Ten shares versus one share. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. So it's, it's I, look, just like so she she has room to sell. Wholesale, she can sell directly to stores, right? Or she can sell on online and so sell them for you know, like you said, for the three hundred dollar price, right? Wow, as she should, and and just be known for you know. Sometimes you just got to be in that niche market, like how you said you, you girlfriend, you do how you do, yep. and you get a lucrative amount of money dealing with the niche market that you're dealing with because there is an audience there because there's room for everybody and that is one of the you know most important yes one of the most important things that people don't realize let me tell you what so you know i've always had a relationship with nordstrom's and very small um i've been in their stores like seven stores here, like very small, not paying major bills, but it looks good on the resume and the shoe and the other doors. <laughs> so recently, they um, came to me and wanted to do an ad demoda to their website. This is huge. So this happens at the beginning of February. I'm super blessed for that. So I just want to give a shout out. Thank you, guys. So, <laughs> so that is, that's about to go down to be on their website because that means I have access to their people. I don't have a strong social media following. I'm not that big on, you know what I mean? So that's not, that's a really sour era for me. That, that social media is just not my forte and I don't have like, one, because I try not to be, have myself on my business team. But that's really the only way people want to connect with you or the brand because there's so many options to buy from. So I do make more when I post myself on my on the business page. But I really don't want to. Okay. I really don't want myself on my page at all, to be honest. <laughs> Why? Your your page be jumping. Well, one because I'm me in real life. So you want to keep the keep the business and everything separate. Everybody ain't gonna love the realness. Some of it's gonna be a little awkward. I feel you. You just want to keep the separate. So I just wanted to keep it separate, Um, and I try to, but I. I've been, even the marketing people that I have now, 
trying to make me do videos. You, like, I don't want to do it. You, cat. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually. I'm about to say cat. You gotta do it. You, 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 you a brand, G. I know. Look, you should see the video he sent me and say, I need you to redo this. And then I was like, I ain't doing this video. But anyway. <laughs> You a brand G. You do you you doing it real big. Oh, like in general, like from when I first met you to what you even like. You you've been doing it. You know you've you you've always been designing and putting out fashions and all type of stuff. Like you know, good quality. You know, design. Yes. Yes. And you're very creative. I was going to ask you, like, what black, is there any, like, black um, designers that inspire you? Or what designer, in, even if it's not black, what designer inspires you the most? Um, black designers. I, 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 I suck at this. I, I wish I should have looked that up. <laughs> Black, girl. Because I'm, I'm not inspired. You know what? I'm inspired by people, and certain people have like a. They're not um, brands or okay. designers. But they. That's like, good. Straight, like uh, Tracy uh, Ross. Ellis okay. Ross, like I, I love people. Like okay. I gravitate towards them, and then I. And that's how I design. I always design with someone else in mind. I was like, oh, so-and-so will wear this. That's why when I, if you, if you go to my website, most of the items are, the style names are by names. There are actually people I know. Like wow. The Kira dress, the Toya dress, the, <laughs> the April dress. These are all people that I know, and I'm like, this would look really good on them. Oh, <laughs> That's like, interesting. You know, I, I, I do it for their body type and and everything because I can't. I I live in t-shirts and leggings. That's how I started off the business. But cat, what you don't realize with this COVID and with the way life is going right now, that is gonna be the fashion going forward. I'm. T- I mean, people be like, yeah, just, we should just dress up for 2021. Nah, I plan on buying very comfortable clothes. <laughs> like very eco-friendly clothes that last. Huh? Yes, even my dressier clothes are comfortable, and I get that a lot. So even like the, the last collection, the Unity collection, which is uh, just t-shirt dresses, mm-hmm. they are elevated because they are designed and they have different elements like uh, dolman sleeves that women love. Okay, the off the shoulder. You know, pockets, I add pockets to it or drop him because black women have butts and they kind of lift it up in the back. So I always do a drop him. So it's like the little details mm-hmm. that keep, that makes me um, have a repeat customer. All of my customers are super loyal, like super loyal. They like the quality and they like the fit of the merchandise. So I'm not a bells and whistles type um, designer, even though I can definitely do that. I like streamlining comfortable looks good on this body type looks good on that body you know anybody so i move from extra small to 2x 3x it depends people say oh you're a plus size model i was like no some things i make and i only make them from small to extra large because i 
think that's who this style is made for. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It looks good on them. Okay. And it looks good on them. And then if I, you know, I have a lot of plus size, which I don't even think of extra large, 2X, I don't even know. Well, they call that plus size, but that's an average situation. (laughs) (laughs) For anybody in my family and my friends. For real. Because we big and tall. We big and tall. And so I can't, I don't just design for me. Clearly, I'm a A cup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I don't necessarily design for me, but I do design pieces that are layering pieces so even if one person can't wear it like this they can wear it a different way okay like you know what i mean like you can wear the wrap dress but you have to put this daymoda um tank um or cami underneath if you got really big boobs yeah like you know yes i'm about to say you know i always be asking like look I'm, I'm, what size I need for this? Cause I can't, yeah. I ain't taking no chances with, yes. cause everybody's shaped different. Everybody's shaped different. But if you notice on, um, I always do different sizes in the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So I have Frenchie who is like the face of Daymoto who is an average model size for, <laughs> Then I, you know, Devora, who is considered plus size, but she really my size. But in, the <laughs> in the industry, they consider they, yeah. you know, a plus size, and she is more of the uh, extra large, maybe a one X. She's not a one X anymore. She's lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Nidra, who is a three X. So I always show it on different body styles. So people are like, I can't wear that. It's form-fitting. And I was like, you can wear it. You have to wear it like this. And you can wear it. Maybe looking good. Good. I get more plus-size business, if they say, than anything. Because they know they don't think that they could wear it until I show it on um, a model. And then they gobble it up. Yeah. So... We've basically talked about how you got started, everything going on with your fashion line. You know, we talked a little bit about black, you know, fashion and everything like that. But one thing I do want to know from you is do you think enough black people support, you know, black fashion houses or even just your business? Okay, see, it's so, I want to say no so bad, because it's really hard to get support in general. Um, so I don't know if it's a color bias situation. Uh, getting support, especially from um, your peers or someone that you know, or family and friends, is is a lot more difficult than...
liking something or reposting and that's watering down us or you don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's it's real difficult to get just some regular um, support. Non-monetary support is the hardest support to get, to be honest. Okay, okay. Like when you, you need to, you need the support. You need the, the traffic to your page, or you need something. I'll never get this. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know why why we're like that. But then I have uh, like the the community, the black community, definitely um, supports. And I think the people that's in the business, it's a lot of strong, influential people that's in the business that are very open about like helping the next person up and I can't wait to be in a position to be, you know, to be that person. Right. Because I just feel like your blessings flow when you give freely from the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why they think that they can only support you if you're on a certain level. Of, they, right. You know what I mean? I don't know why we're like that, but that that just happens to be. I can tell you, like um, Tabitha Brown. Do you know Tabitha Brown, the vegan? Yeah. Um, she is the most. It, it is not. I don't know. This is a side <laughs> side track. I will get off track. But even the other day, and I have, and I I'll see the, the text messages, the the support there. So like the text messages back and forth with her with trying to support. You know, I just launched a. Um, gifts and accessories um, division of Daymoda over the Christmas holidays mm-hmm. and she is vegan and leather is not and so I'm doing reclaimed leather and she can't carry the totes you know and support the totes because you're not supposed to be any part of animals no animal by part right. even you know and just her when I when it was stuff and then she was like, Hey, I got like try this leather, cork leather for this and do you know what I'm saying? Like she didn't even she doesn't even have to even take the time to even other than no, I'm not interested, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is not even her first I have pictures of her in Daymona that I haven't even posted. Of her working out and demo the leggings and stuff. I said I was gonna post them now that I got Now that you now. <laughs> she don't, she don't now she wanna act funny. I'm look you had this on though. She's even bigger. She's even way she's way more bigger and popular than she was when we initially um started communicating and she's even more accessible and more I just love her energy. I just wish we had more authentic people like that mm-hmm. that's in a position to help. And promote, without, right. You know, to promote without any, like, because I've had some <laughs> celebrities and pseudo-celebrities that I don't care how much money I'm not interested in working with. Wow. I feel <laughs> you. I feel you on that. Like, at least, you know, you already said you could pick and choose how you do your designs. You should be able to pick and choose who you actually do your designs with when it comes to certain people. And yes. that makes more sense than anything, but. Yes, yes. 
I had a really lucrative opportunity come to me um, from the not the last fashion show, but like two other fashion shows ago. I had a host that was a celebrity um, that was a, a big celebrity, and she was the host of the show. And I sought her out because she was, I thought, was in line with my energy she like green and not necessarily vegan but you know mindful of you know eco-friendly yeah yes eco-friendly and it just everything all money and good money because i would never and after that they came to me and wanted to do a collaboration of for nordstrom's which would have definitely put me on the map would have most definitely put me on the map, but all money ain't good it money. There were some things that, that transpired that showed the person's true color during the whole fashion show while we was getting everything together. And wow, I was like, "Nope." Wow, and these are the things that you go through having your own brand and having your own business. You get to see who you want to work with, who you want to represent. You get to pick and choose. And a lot of people think about if you was working for um, Macy's or BCBG, one of those companies, you would still, even if you don't like the person, you still got to suck it up and adapt and work with the person. So that's a blessing that you don't have to do that. I mean, I 100%. No, it to me, it's a blessing. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but you see, yeah, you think you think and I look up to you and you think in your opinion you haven't gotten to that mountain and it's you'd be surprised how many people are looking at you you know what I'm saying but your mountain is gonna come I promise you the way you doing things how you got everything set up I've been watching you for the past three or four years you are really like dynamic when it comes to your own brand and how you just going about things. I mean, like you said, having your own brand is way better than anything. You basically have a, a, you're like Calvin Klein and, and you know, you're, you, whenever, huh? <laughs> I say, say words. Like, no, what? for real. You like Tommy Hill figure up in this piece. Look, <laughs> That? <laughs> <laughs> you like Nautica. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You up in this piece like um London Fog. You up in this piece, okay? You are in this big difference. Okay? Big difference. Big, big difference than a lot of folks. You are branding and branding. Okay, that that is like trill to me. I don't care what nobody say. I can't do this shit. I when I rode up to your house, I was like, damn, and she said over here. Like, damn, like for real. Don't play with you know that that's the next that's the area that, that's the farthest I'ma get to the city. And that that's right there, right there. You know, that's a blessing with you. Don't play with it. And 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 and, and your whole lot everything is just beautiful it's very like you said comfortable line comfortable like if you want those type 
of clothing, which I know in the next few years, that's the way we going. I mean, comfortable wear, things that fit on you right. You know, things that fit on you right. That Like, people talk about Kanye West and his vision and how he doing things. Somebody buying it. Actually, it's a lot of motherfuckers buying it. And it's, it's comfortable wear. Listen, it's a lot of people. I always tell my, my clients this. Don't price yourself out. It's easy to say, well, I don't want to put it at this price because I know people are not going to buy it. Maybe not the people you know. Right. <laughs> right. But it's definitely a market for it. And what you don't want to do is alter your prices. You don't want to start off one way and then change it to something else because it kind of waters the brand down. So whatever you, whatever the brand is, the, the price point, um, the median, the range, you kind of have to live with it. And, and it's going to be too much for some people. It's not going to be enough for other people. I know personally, I have a client who um, is very, very wealthy who started a children's line um, and she wouldn't even even though this, if something was not expensive enough she w- she won't buy it oh. it could be the exact same it could be better quality actually because <laughs> I had to give her examples I had to take her to the mark and give her an example of clients that I know for a fact have the exact same v-neck t-shirt and they just put a different brand in it so this t-shirt that you want to pay $188 for and she didn't blink her eye at this plain white $188 v-neck t-shirt um was the exact same one and I had to show it to her. I was like, the exact same quality. It's the same fabric. It's made out of the same. The only reason I know this is because it was made out of the same manufacturer. I just knew the manufacturer. Uh-huh. So I knew they did House of Darion. They, they, I know the, the lines that they produce. And I was like, you just caught up in a brand. But that's okay. Because that's my point is certain people even won't buy Daymoda at a $60 dress. $70 a whole, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> because they feel like it's not quality because it's not $250. Wow. You, you see what I'm saying? It's no, but you're mindset. right. Some people have that mindset. Sometimes, you know? Some people thinking uh, a $70 It's too expensive. Too expensive. Uh, $19.99 me, please. Okay. You, you're right. You know? You're right, and but... You and they could, you could very well get a quality t-shirt dress. It may, you know, may not be bamboo, but it'd be whatever it is. It'll be rainbow. It, hello. <laughs> and then you say, you know, $50. So you can't please everybody. So you, you can't. just live with what you, uh, the price point that you want your brand to represent and, and stick with it. Right. Like, I don't, I don't want you to go try to have a luxury um, scarf line, and then produce one time, and you have these high price points, and then the next time you produce, it's an opening price point. Like that won't make that waters down, company. like you, you said. Your customer. Yeah, your customers are very loyal to um, the whole regiment that you set, and you could say, "I've, I've done this collection." 
this is a, and give it a different name, a higher end or a lower end, and then your customer can, can relate to that. But if you just start putting out different random, like I put out another t-shirt line and the next t-shirt uh, dress is $120, y'all going to be like, girl, <laughs> listen. Y'all, Kat is crazy. Y'all don't even know half of it. She has been very professional on this call. <laughs> this is very professional. Oh, I'm over here crying because she is really putting on for y'all. <laughs> but no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Kat. <laughs> I got to give my serious voice back. Kat, how do we get in contact with you? I mean, I know people okay. need mentorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you need to get in contact with me, first of all, having a new office, warehouse, Demote is growing to 2021. Follow us. Okay. Like us, love us, support us. Demota is the tag anywhere so on instagram facebook twitter even though i don't do i don't do my social media now somebody is doing it oh excuse me i I saw your post earlier talk about um i don't do blame it on lee but go ahead (laughs) day moda so it's um at day moda d-a-i-m-o-d-a um and that is the tag for again instagram facebook um Twitter and then the website demoda.com easy peasy that's pretty much it if you need to email me Katina at demoda with a C <laughs> man I really so much appreciate you taking the time out being on my podcast you have really given so many good nuggets tonight I mean from how you got started, from the trials and tribulations that you went through. I mean, even the profit margin, learning that type of stuff, of branding yourself. I mean, ma'am, you have really let people know if you're trying to get in this fashion game, the way yes. to go. Don't sh- don't shortchange yourself. Come. There's plenty of room. Whether it's fashion or cutlery cups, candles, stemware, retail, and wholesale is definitely the way to go. Pencils, do whatever you want to do. You, you talking about whatever you want to do. Lights. You. Look, if you want to do whatever crayons. Somebody's making, somebody's making these calculators in bulk. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like how you explained it tonight and come and produce you see i now the whole production and developing what you explain now that right there is where it's at that's where you get paid that's where you get paid product and development so you can go out here and buy these other people's stuff or you can use your creativity and use your mind mm-hmm. and really come up with some quality products Mm-hmm. Especially for the black community. Even, you don't even have to 
have the um you don't have to well you could be the visionary and don't have the um, know-how so what i do is execute someone's vision i i, I have clients that are very like oh you know what i have this really great idea i just want to do brim hats with so and so and so but they don't know how to go about it. So they may have an excellent idea and just don't know how to execute it. Wow. And so that's kind of where I, I, I um, step in. With your so consultant. Yep, and waste money because you're going to waste a lot of money if you don't know this business. You yes. are going to waste a lot of money. And, little. and my girl explained it from going bankrupt to mm-hmm. rising above this fashion industry you could be sitting there with a whole lot of product and nothing to do with it she sat here and explained it she went through it and I've, I've never even heard half of the stuff that you just explained when it comes to this whole industry but it was very informative and I mean like I said I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy Demoda schedule <laughs> to you know be on my podcast y'all I just want to say thank y'all for listening thank you for having me joy and I want to congratulate you too on your podcast <laughs> thank you darling thank you for real I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to do my thing and I got some fabulous friends and I thank God for everybody I know I kid you not I have some friends who are doing some wonderful things in this world y'all and Miss Cat is one of them. I, I commend you. And where's yeah, my... I throw me some joy. <laughs> you know, where is my effects at? Because my girl needs some claps because she is doing her yeah. thing. Throw the claps in there. You got something to do <laughs> <laughs> So, again, I want to thank y'all for listening to Backstage with Joy Leah. And we had my girl, Miss cantina bryant tonight and Demoda. you guys you can always hit me on instagram at joy leah on facebook at joy underscore leah and you can always email me at joy leah p at gmail.com you guys have a blessed night thank you again cat blacks and fashion it was wonderful talk to you soon i love you I love you too. You know I love you. I love you, girl. Bye, babe.